Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Talk, 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 talk. We're just two unapologetically black women with an opinion who talk, talk, back. talk, 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 back. talk back. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you niggas and these hoes. I'm going back to it. Fuck it. It sounds better. <laughs> Dreamers and chasers, all that shit. It's your girl, AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? Hey, y'all. It's me, Tam Bam. I love y'all. I do. Once again. I'm reading this book called uh, <laughs> I'm reading this book called A Carpenter and it was just talking about doing everything with love. And I was like, oh, this is already how I live my life. So I just feel so much in alignment right now. I just want to share that with you guys. How was your weekend? It was all right, girl. I didn't do much. Like literally in the house, I did work out mm-hmm. four times this weekend. Okay. That's good. Look. 
first of all, these backs ain't that big, but they're gonna be real slim. Period. Very soon, y'all. Yes. We ain't we, we talk we we talking fat no more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been real serious about our fitness. So yeah, yep. I didn't. Um, I went to spin class over the weekend. I've been going spin crazy. So I went on Saturday, and it was their seven year anniversary, and they had a raffle, and I won. I won two free tickets. What'd you win? I won two free tickets to the Hornets game. I don't know. I got to pick it up when I go tonight to spin. I know that was cool. Nah, man, you need you need a free sub, a free year. No, that wasn't shit. I know spin is expensive. That wasn't an option. <laughs> 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 and then uh, yesterday uh, was my mother's birthday, so I went to Columbia. Oh, Sarah, mm. big Sarah. She turned thirty-seven. <laughs> she said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I made her a blueberry, a lemon blueberry dump cake. It was so good. I only had a little. That sound good. And she was like, take- I love dump cake. Mm-hmm. I was, she was like, take some home, but I did not take any home. I'm so proud of myself. I just left it there for them to eat. Bitch, I'd have been warming that shit up in the, hov- in the oven with some vanilla ice cream Ooh, yes. every day until it's gone. It's so good. I couldn't do it. It was too good. I knew it was going to big, big my back again. I'm so fat when it comes to sweets, man. I swear to God, like, I got to keep eating it until it's all gone. I love it, too. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring any back, because I knew what time it was. It was just that too good. That sounds good, though. Yep. So, let's get into our stupid internet news. What happened? Uh, Boosie ass. Boosie ain't fucking with the Waffle House no more, y'all. Boosie is mad because this nigga took a raw potato to Waffle House and tried to force the cook to make him some breakfast potatoes. Now, anybody who can actually cook, that shit is not like frozen hash browns. Right. All right, you damn near got the bowl of potato first <laughs> and all this shit. And because he uh, tips $100 when he goes out to eat, he just thinks he could just pull up with groceries at any fucking nearest restaurant and get what he want. When I tell y'all, Boosie be tripping. He do be tripping. Like, you just can't pull up with a bag of raw potatoes <laughs> talking about cook these. Like, what do you, where you think you at? Were they even red potatoes? Like, nigga, if you took a uh, a Russell, a Russell baked potato up there, who knows what he did? That nigga is nuts. And talking about now he eating that IHOP for a little while because he he mad at them. Boosie get on my damn nerves, y'all. Listen, I had, uh, I watched Boosie Brothers interview. I forgot the show this past weekend, but that nigga might be a villain. Boosie might be a villain, dog, because, you know, he's beefing with uh, Young Blue mm-hmm. right now, too. And I think he's just salty about that man's career, as far as I'm concerned. He already down this week because your your, husband, your wife caught your ass cheating. And now Boosie on your neck about some money you don't owe him. Yeah. It's really weird. It's giving broke, Boosie. It's giving <laughs> broke. It's giving financial issues, Boosie. PPP coming back around again. They about to lock us down. Just wait. Lock us back <laughs> down, Joe. I want to be locked back down. <laughs> no, I don't. I do I not, do. girl. I don't want to have to go I to work. I hope people do not comply. Send me some free money and don't send me to work. I'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Golf won the U.S. Open over the weekend. I saw Ew, I, Black Girl Magic. Yes, I'm so proud of her. Did y'all see that video from 2012 where she was dancing in the stands of the U.S. Open? Yes, it was a full, as a little girl. Yeah, it was a full circle moment for her. That's so amazing. And I cried a little bit when I watched that video, you know. A lot of people said they cried. I did not cry for that, but I was very excited for her. Yeah. Yeah, I cried, man, because... You know, that's a big-ass accomplishment. And imagine growing up in tennis in that way. You know, obviously her parents had her there at the game. Right. She's dancing, and now you actually win, win it. The U.S. Open. They got a $3 million yeah. dollar check. 
On top of Period. all kind of endorsements that are about to come your way. Yes, yes. girl. I I'm love so it. proud of you, man. Yes, I love it. Yes. But I don't know nothing about tennis. I ain't been to a U.S. I nothing. I used to play tennis when I was younger. I liked it, man. I'm just all that fucking running, I used dog. to play it in my apartment complex, you know, just <laughs> because we had, a, you know, some balls and one of my friends had tennis rackets, but it wasn't never like no proper tra- training or nothing like that. <laughs> it's hot out there. My oldest sister actually played tennis, like tournaments and shit like that. She would play. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. She she quit it though. Yeah, we all fat. <laughs> <laughs> all us. Oh my god, some fat ass fucking churn, bitch. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was walking around here with a thirty two inch waist, and her fucking kids fat. You're not fat. <laughs> I don't think you're fat. Not now. I would never. But bitch, short Ashley, when I was a little kid, I was definitely chunky, always. <laughs> like, if I was describing But no, I look you, back I at never, pictures now, I wasn't fat. I wouldn't describe you as, you know, Ashley, fat Ashley. I wouldn't be like that, you know? No, nobody would no. either, okay? No. When you look back at pictures and you thought you were fat then, it's like, damn, I wish I could get back to, there to my now. my old fat weight, yeah. <laughs> Right. Can I get my old fat weight back? That's why I'm never going. I'm going to try my best to never beat up my body anymore because I know I'm going to look back at my body and wish I had that yes. body. So I'm just yes. actively trying to just appreciate every moment in the now. Yes. yes. Enjoy everybody, child. Everybody appreciate it. So Gunna had his first show since uh, being released from jail at Barclays over the weekend. And it was a sold out show. It was a packed house. And uh, people were saying that they were surprised at how packed the show was because of that snitch label that people were trying to put on him. Allegedly that he's, you know, he's a snitch. I mean, we did see him in the courtroom saying yes, ma'am, to a lot of things that some people would say is snitching. What do you think? Snitches get rich. Well, he took a he, he took a plea. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he took a plea deal. Okay, he didn't snitch on anybody. If anything, there's a lot of other people that we have seen in court. Okay, um, involved with YSL that were actual snitches. I don't think he should have been involved in that case in the first place at all. And sorry, nigga, I'm trying to come home is what snitch stands That's for. That's why I don't commit majority no of people in jail. Yeah, like. I don't like the I don't like um the civilians, you know, calling people who have these type of lifestyles snitches. Like, why y'all eat? you don't know what you would do if I you know were in exactly that what I would do. Snitch, snitch. That's why I don't. That's why I don't participate in any criminal activity because I if it's your life or mine, it's gonna be mine. I'm not gonna like I don't live by that code. That's why I don't uh commit crimes. So don't ask me to Especially do. Especially if I wasn't actively doing some stuff. And the thing is, what black people need to realize is that. We are not the main ones that buy these people music, <laughs> okay? They have white people who support their music. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the Barclays was filled with a bunch of white kids, right? <laughs> Nigga, he's still going to be okay. Yeah. He don't just need the black That's community. what I'm about to say. The people who probably really in the streets and really live by that code wasn't coming to your concert anyway, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, get get the check, man. Listen. Ain't no, it's no rules in the streets no more. It's no loyalty in the streets no more. It's no integrity, nigga. Do what's best for you and your family mm-hmm. because everybody is on that type of time. It's a lot of people out here who know their homeboy snitch and they still hanging out with this nigga. Mm-hmm. Next, it's a, it's a lot of that moving around in Charlotte. I ain't gonna say no names, but <laughs> <laughs> girl, I live in Charleston. There's so many indictments day in and day out. 
And these niggas be right outside like ain't nothing mm-hmm. happening. And the same niggas be who was talking shit about them, hanging with them today. Right, Because the they all do it. They all do it when they get into them rooms, them small ass rooms. Where it's with freezing detectives. cold. And the nigga be having his <laughs> arms in his shirt. With a cigarette. When he have his arms like, in his shirt. He about to tell. <laughs> <laughs> when that nigga asks for a cigarette, boy, you know his old boy. He about to tell on the whole hood. Right. Let's be very clear. Telling Listen, them cracking shit they ain't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, like snitching is this, right? Like say, for instance, I commit a crime. Mm-hmm. I know I did it. You know I did it, mm-hmm. right? Like say, for instance, I do a murder in your car. You get arrested with my car. Wait, hold on. And I'm, I'm not in... No, I get arrested in my car because you did a murder. No, no, in my no. Car. I let no. I let you hold. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Right. Yes. You let me hold your car. I commit a murder in your car. You get stopped in your car, and now they're catching you, getting you for the murder. I feel like I'm a bitch ass nigga if I don't come up there and admit that I did it instead of letting my friends sit for some shit that I actually did. You are not a snitch. That's not snitching. For Yes, that's not. But the streets will consider that snitching. No, they, snitching is when y'all down for when y'all in, when y'all committing crimes together, and I get caught, but I tell on everybody else to lower lessen my sentence or to get out of jail. That's what snitching is. The streets considered anytime you're cooperating with the police, they consider that snitching, no matter the think, situation. I don't think they consider that. Like, yes, they if do. You're a girl. citizen, a civilian, and you just I can give you a perfect example. This is not even snitching for real. Remember Future and uh, what's his manager? The one who was married to uh, Monica? Mm -mm. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Monica, baby daddy. He he brought Future on the scene. Um, Rocco. Okay. Future made a song about Rocco. Future tweeted about Rocco's calling Rocco a snitch because this nigga wanted his money. Out of him after you blew after he blew up. We had a contract together. How is that snitching? Cause I signed paperwork in court. That's what I'm saying. The streets they don't they just don't want you cooperating with 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 uh, authorities or the courts with anything. They consider everything snitching if you cooperating for real. Really, I don't know. If if you, I don't yes. know if that's true. So if somebody kill your family member and you go to the court and tell to go to the police, that's snitching. The other family. Who, who, like the, no, the family of the person that. that did it, they're going to say you snitching on them. Yes. No, I don't think people yes. think snitching. I think snitching. Y'all let us know. Yeah. Y'all let us know. I think it's about niggas who's about in the streets else. doing street shit and then cooperating with the police, not regular civilians. There's levels to this snitching shit. And I feel like people, black people specifically, consider every goddamn no, thing snitching. I can't believe that. It'd be a lot of situations that's not even snitching. I'm not saying that's what it is, Tammy. I am saying this is what people really think in the streets. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, the, be- the, I, that's community. what I'm saying. I don't believe no, that. No, absolutely think not. That. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. But the example I gave, like you driving my car, it's like, I mean, me driving your car. I'm saying somebody would, cause I'm only considering it snitching if you telling on some shit that don't have nothing to do with your case. Do you see what I'm saying? That's snitching to me. If you just telling the police on telling the police some shit to get a lesser charge, you just telling on random niggas in the hood. They putting whoever picture in front of you, and you say, yeah, that nigga did such and such and such. That is snitching to me. Anything else is not snitching. Yeah, to me, if you uh, if you committing a crime and you get caught, you got caught. You got caught. Leave everybody else out of it. That's how I feel like. Right. But if you're just a mm-hmm. civilian and you and you in some bullshit, you have every right to defend yourself. The fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. We don't be doing crimes. Mm-mm. I don't do shit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, All right, I so might now, speed a little bit every now and then, but that's <laughs> the gist of it. <laughs> Girl, I got a ticket earlier this year, man. And I, I, I hired a lawyer. One thing I can't, like, why do I get punished 30 times? Because you, your insurance go up and everything else. I think it's not fair. It's not fucking fair. No. So um, Tyrese was on The Breakfast Club. I know y'all seen that shit. Tyrese was on The Breakfast Club. He was talking about his grievances. They all were, right? Uh, Charlemagne, DJ Envy. They were talking about their grievances with him. He was talking about his grievances with them. Like, you know, he basically wanted support from his bros when he was going through the things with his ex-wife. That divorce really hurt that nigga. That's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But he leaves the breakfast club. They all apologize to each other. He apologized to them. They apologized to him. You know, we thought the uh, interview, I thought the interview was pretty amicable. So whatever feelings you have about me and what I should be or shouldn't be doing pertaining to my approach with how I'm unraveling and bleeding out loud in the middle of my thing, that would have actually been the reason to call. No, and I I did have conversations with you, and this is from before your ex-wife when you were talking to the girl out overseas and who you were as a man. I didn't respect that. I uh, took a step back because I didn't know what you were going through, and I tried to talk to you, and I seen who you were, and I didn't even like who you were online. And to my point, I tried. And when I seen how you were talking this way, I said, I'm going to take a step back. How convenient how to con- step back. What you mean? I never stepped back from you. From you. That's right. You should have stepped But I never up. talked to your wife in a disrespectful manner. And you talked to mine in a disrespectful manner. How? And I never told nobody that. If even I, even even I've when you were talk- on, and you could say you were on those psych meds, and you could say that you weren't. You mean? But as a man, some of the things that you said, Tyrese, deserve me to box your mouth. Well, and I didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. We were talking because this is something that I never wanted to say. And since he wants to be, well, why envy? I'm telling him why. You said disrespectful shit to my wife. A couple days later, this nigga is crying on the internet once again. Okay, he's obviously trying to get another viral meme. Yes. Like he was the victim. Like they really did something to him at the breakfast club. You mean just the other day? Do you hear me? I miss it. To the point to where I had to hit Charlemagne up like, yo, is he well? Is this real? Like, or is I I I was waiting for him. I was waiting for him to say, ha, got y'all. Just practicing my acting. I was waiting for that, but it never happened. He was dead ass serious. He was uh, thankful to um, Jess. Hilarious. You know, she's been co-hosting a lot mm-hmm. up there. He was very, like, thankful to her for, like, help standing up for him in his band of, uh, vulnerable moments and not making fun of him. Because he felt like Charlemagne and DJ Envy was making fun of but him. But that's what they, they do. He would, but they weren't. And he was making fun, too. Yeah, it wasn't. That's why, like, some people like that I can't. That's a dangerous person. You can't. You don't know what to say around them. You don't know what you could do. Like I don't know how to act around you, so I'd rather not be around you. You know what I'm saying? Because you were actively participating in all the bullshit, and then you leave and cry on the internet in front of the world. That is so shady. Yeah. That's a dangerous person. I had a friend like that before. Like just because my jokes hit harder, bitch, that don't mean you didn't joke on me first. Right. Just because I come back with a one two one two, now now you, you crying. Mean. I know I had one of my homegirls, she had got a hair transplant and she had like this thing around her head <laughs> and she had made some jokes about, uh, I can't remember what, I think it was because my edges was a little thin or something right there. I was like, bitch, you look like Frankenstein because she had that shit tied around her head. <laughs> 
And when I tell you she was big mad, I'm like, how you gonna be mad? Yeah, why you mad, ma'am? Like I'm I was just joking. You ain't Frankenstein. You just look like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cry baby, sensitive ass. I can't stand a sensitive ass person. Oh goodness. If you don't get right, yeah. But anyway, y'all, listen. Today's guest. Um, she's an author. She has a new book coming out, or actually it's already released. Mm-hmm. It's called How I Married a Bigamist. Y'all, stay tuned. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N.
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Because this shit is hella juicy. Yes, it is. Hey, y'all, listen. We want to welcome today's guest. She's a new author, just publishing her first book titled How I Married a Bigamist. Okay, this book this book explores love, loss, and healing, ultimately. We have the amazingly resilient, bald, and the beautiful... Sean Cole, <laughs> uh, we talked back today. Hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the show, girl. We appreciate Thanks. you for coming on. Yes. I appreciate you for inviting me. Thank you. So we got to just talk about it today. Yeah, the title kind of uh, tells you about basically the end part because uh, the bigamist is my third husband, mm. quote, unquote, husband. Um, so I've been married twice before him. Uh, my first husband, I found out he was on the down low. He preferred the company of men. I was young. I was in my 20s when I married him. I was 25, 26. I feel stressed oh, out. Bitch, we going to stop right there. <laughs> I'm stressed. Look, I'm thinking like, damn, she got three. We can't get one, but okay, now I see. You need one quality. Exactly. Quality, not quantity. So hold on. He was a DL brother. How did you find out? It's in the book, but uh, okay, so I'll tell y'all. Um, I moved into his house, me and my two kids at the time. Um, and after a while, things just tension, arguing, not getting along. And he left one day and never came back. Mm. And I moved into his house, but he stopped paying the mortgage. So it was like he got out before they put us out. And one morning I was like, you know how you're like, there, there has to be an answer in this house somewhere. So I went looking through stuff and he had this file cabinet that I never went in and I started going in there like, what's in here? 
So back at that, I don't know how old y'all are, but back in that day, we seasoned. Your cell phone bill came in the in the mail. Okay, oh no, we ain't that old. <laughs> Okay. Wait a minute now. I'm just playing, girl. Hey, I don't know. My mama was painted at that like, time, so I don't know. Like Don Cheeto and Kevin Hart. Dang. Well, back then, your cell phone bill came in the mail, and it detailed all the calls you made, um, the times you made them. So I'm, I'm looking through the cell phone bill, and there's nothing there at the time. So I, you know, I, I go on about the next couple days doing what I have to do because I was actually pregnant with his child at the time. Mm. Um, so I had to take care of that situation. But then I still had this gnawing feeling that I was missing something, that something was here. So I went back to that file cabinet. I don't know if y'all believe in messages or divine intervention Absolutely. or things like that. Mm -hmm. So this particular day, there was a page of the cell phone bill on the floor. And I was like, this was not here before. I did not see this before. And when I looked at it, there were some numbers on there. And you know how now it's worse because everything's in your phone. So you just tell Siri or whoever to call whoever, or you just dial it. Like, we don't memorize numbers the way we right. use. So I looked at this one particular number and I'm like, I know this phone number. I know this phone number. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, why would he be calling this number at this time so I called the number and the person that I thought would answer answered and it was my very very good friend um so I don't know if y'all know anyone from Baltimore Baltimore was small especially depending mm -hmm. on the circle you intertwine with and when he answered I said I said his name and he was like yeah and I said do you know what such and such I couldn't I didn't know if he knew his name or, if, you know, what the situation was. And he was like, no, who's that? And I was like, my husband. And I said, he's like, no, I don't think I know him. And I said, well, your phone number is on his cell phone bill at like one o'clock in the morning. And my good friend said to me, if he's calling me at that time, it's, it could only be for one thing. And I was like, oh. And he said, do you have a picture of him? And I said, yeah. And he's like, I'll come over and look at us. Okay. He didn't come that day and time went on. And one day he called me because apparently the gossip in this hair salon was me and this man. So he called me. He's like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't get over there, but I'm coming today. Did you find a picture of him? And I was like, yeah, he came over. He looked at the picture and he was like, yeah, I've been with him. And I was like, been with him been with him and he's like yeah and it was like a thing where you know again back in the day when you're driving when you come to a light you like look around you your your mindful of your surroundings now we're on we on tiktok instagram we're on social media we're all on our phones when we come to a stop or light but back then you know you might glance at the car next to you they glance back and y'all had that little virtual that little eye contact and that's what happened with them and he followed him to his house and they were they had sex and this was before he met me but here's an interesting thing so after that friend left i call another friend because you know the community's small and i said um such and such knows him do you know him 
And after like a little silence, he was like, yeah. And I said, well, how do you know him? And he said, we used to date, talk, whatever. And I was like, okay. But this is the interesting thing about this friend. He actually met him. I introduced them. He worked in the mall. We went to the mall one day, my husband um, and I. And I said, come on in the store with me. I want you to meet such and such. And he was like, no, I don't want to go in there. And I'm like, why not? You know, like, this is a really good friend of mine. I want you to meet him. So at the time, I thought he was homophobic because he was like, I don't want to go in there. I'm not going in there. You go. I'm not going in there. Mm. Okay, bet. So I said to myself, if I stay in this store long enough, he's going to have to come in here to get me. Sure enough, I went in there. I'm talking. And he comes in the store. And I introduced them like, hey, this is and this is. And they were like, what's up? No indication they knew each other. None whatsoever. So when I called him, I was like, did you know him? He was like, yeah. I said, you knew him before I introduced y'all? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you never told me that you were intimate with the man I was about to marry. Ooh, you you just let dangerous. me marry. They dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are and you know and i don't know if you know who elon harris is because he wrote about this yeah i read that book and i read, read his him? books yeah. they would say like the little yeah, I did. winking of the eye that makes that me that makes me think of that episode of martin where they was like and who is your husband when Shanae and then was trying to join their group and she was like humpity humpity george like everybody knew who your man was but you that's <laughs> how i felt like so these people knew, except the friend that came over because he never met him before. But I'm like, you know, what kind of friend are you to let me marry him knowing that he lived this life I knew nothing about? Yeah. Double lifestyle. And he was like, well, he called me. And he asked me. He told me, you know, not to tell you. He, he, he tried to say when we started talking again, because, of course, the friendship ended for me at that point. But when we did reconnect years later, he said that he was, he felt like he was afraid of him. He didn't know who he knew and he kind of threatened him and all this and all that. He said, he told him that, you know, he changed. He really loved me. He wasn't in that lifestyle anymore and all that good stuff. He was delivered. So do y'all think men can be actually delivered? Mm. Right? Like, would you, in, like, would you intentionally date somebody knowing that they have been with a man before? Because I would not. I wouldn't. No. No. Yeah. No. And even yeah, if, because I I think they think the concern is is that oh you're going to cheat on me with a man but no I just don't want a man who even thinks about experiencing another physical man. attraction. Yeah. Yeah, and my thing with that is to another man. I how can you suppress your your attraction? If you are attracted to, and see, this is the thing about that, that life as well. A lot of men, because I used to go to, you know, hang out with my gay friends and go to the club and I would see guys in there and I'd be like, you like, right. you know, like the, the thug hard dudes. And I'm like, okay. And they used to say, or they would feel like if they were the um, tops, and not the bottoms, that they weren't gay. They didn't mm. consider themselves gay because they weren't being penetrated. Mm. They were doing the penetration. So mm. for me, I'm like, um, mm. it's now if you, you got a woman that's into anal, that may satisfy you. But if you have a physical attraction to a man, like if you are attracted to their body and Homo just them, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, then I know that's not a lifestyle I, I want to partake in. I know a lot of people, you know, they, they talk about it in movies. Um, Candy and Todd just have something about not that lifestyle, oh. but just a different lifestyle. And I'm, I'm, no, that's not me. And if I knew beforehand, I wouldn't have married him. I heard Baltimore was like Atlanta mm-hmm. in that way, right? And it's like a thing in Baltimore. This is what I heard, I think, from a credible source that was locked <laughs> up with a lot of them. <laughs> that said that it's like a thing in Baltimore to have a bad bitch and a bad nigga bitch. <laughs> I think, I well, you know, Baltimore is so close to D.C. So D.C. is like, that's to me, baby, Atlanta when it comes to that. But I think Baltimore is so close to D.C. that you may, you know, the Baltimore dudes may trickle off into D.C. Mm. and do their business and then want to come back home into Baltimore. So I wouldn't be surprised. Interesting. I and wouldn't it'd be, be like surprised the thugs, at all. The thugs, child. Mm. That you never. Yes. Taking care of everybody. The Omars. From the now, y'all did watch P-Valley, didn't First you? First season I watched it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Because we didn't know about all that until after I got out of jail. Yes. And I was like, you know, that episode, I think everybody was like, wait, hold up. Run this back. Listen, I stopped watching P-Valley when uh, dude spit on his hand. Like, he had the spit (laughs) come out. Like, when he was lubing old boy up in the office. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm cool. It was... (laughs) You're nasty. Yeah. No, I, oh, I, I, I was like, <laughs> so you would watch it. You would watch it, but you wouldn't like. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch. Like, I don't have no problem watching. It is erotic for me a little bit, but it's not something so I would want watch my men to sex. participate in. I even like to. I will even like to put shit like that on with a guy when I'm getting to know him. And just to see like, how let he it play react. a little bit and then touch his dick to see if it's hard. Because if it's hard, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a trapment, bitch. <laughs> that's a trapment. <laughs> how? You put him in a I position didn't make your to dick make the dick hard. hard. You did that. Hold on. What's going on You need on to. Here? No, because if your dick is getting hard, watch it too many. Like, you need to unpack that. But not over here. Somewhere else. Okay, so you move on, you leave him marriage to marriage to now marriage to um, that was a different journey. So with again, I had two kids got married, he had none, he wanted at least one, I thought it was my wifely duty to give him a child. We tried for about two years and nothing happened. Went to the doctor, lo and behold, Mm. He can't really produce children the natural way. So then that marriage took me on a, a fertility journey of interuterine insemination and then lastly IVF, which that was in itself because you have to mm-hmm. give yourself all these medications, injections in your it's stomach. Expensive. You have to take all these tests. Um, it's expensive. So we were so blessed that he worked for the state oh, of Maryland nice, and nice. our insurance covered it a hundred percent. Like we would have, you know, the regular copay here and there, but they covered the um, first three rounds of IUI, the interuterine insemination, and then three rounds of IVF. So I did two rounds of IUI and when that didn't work, I was like, okay, let's move on to IVF. And the first round was horrific. Like my medication 
overstimulated me so bad that I looked like I was eight months pregnant just from fluid buildup. Because you know, when you're about to ovulate, mm -hmm. your egg gets like fluid around it, like it's in a little sack. So imagine you have 30 eggs that are ready to drop. And so you overstimulate and you're holding all that fluid. And I was so uncomfortable. I was nauseous. I couldn't keep anything down. And ultimately, I ended up in the hospital for seven days because it was that bad. Um, I don't understand why you would have to go through fertility treatment. Right. With the issue. Wouldn't they be able to... Um... Um, cause I know, so what, not, let me not put that naked baby now. Anyway, <laughs> wouldn't they be able to retrieve some sperm from him to insert in you? Like just do straight to IVF, right? So that, so that is what they do with both of them. So with IUI, they take his sperm and they take the good ones and they inseminate you. And then you're like, okay, mm -hmm. let's see how that works. And that didn't work because I guess there weren't as many good sperm as there were no, I don't want to say bad sperm, but non-good sperm, bad sperm. So right. with the IVF, they kind of do the same thing. They take the best of the best and they inseminate each egg. And then from there, they watch it and they see which ones develop the best. And then those right. they put back into you. So for us, they put two in. And the first time, because it was a frozen cycle, so I got so sick, they couldn't put them back in right away. So they froze them. And then when I got better, they used those and they didn't work. So then I was like, okay, so I'll do this one last time. Kill it too, right? Hmm? The thawing out process of the egg could kill the egg. Yeah. Kill the embryo. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and I guess if, it, if they're not as strong, they, they wouldn't survive anyway. But it could be, it's better to do a fresh cycle where they're not frozen um, because your body may take those better. And that's what happened the second time um, when we decided to do it again. It was a fresh cycle. I didn't overstimulate as bad. So they were able to continue and just do the retrieval, um, put them back after they took them out. And for me, that marriage, I just had the expectation that if I did all this hard work for this man, that he was going to be like the best father and the best husband. And he wasn't. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't as helpful. Like I thought he would be excited. And when the baby woke up in the middle of the night, he'd be right there to change diapers and get milk and all that. Nah, he'd be sleeping. I would have to wake. Like, listen, you're either going to get the, the the pamper or you're going to get the bottle. Which one is it? And he'll like, like he, the baby be crying. He would be snoring. He wouldn't hear nothing. And after a while, I was like, you know, I gave you a child that you wanted and I'm, Doing everything by myself. I was like, was uh, that his first child? Yes. So he didn't. So I think that um, because one of my friends is gonna here. You go. Her. You gonna say he yeah. needed? He had. Here you go. Go ahead. No, and no. I'm just saying. Like, I think some men assume like that's just the mom's job. Like, no, you gotta help. You have to help with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but even when you tell them like you need to help, like you know, this is our child together. And the help still doesn't come. It's like, mm -mm. and then there were other issues too, like communication. And I don't know if um, how much y'all follow things that go up, go on up here. But a few years ago, and he's a he's a correctional officer. And a few years ago, there was this whole jail mafia thing, and he was co mingling with one of the officers. So he said he wasn't, but I think he was. And I'm like, I better not find out that you intertwined in this little in-house jail crew that's you know about to be investigated 
and it it just seemed like it was downhill from from there. Communication was off. He's the type of person that although y'all are married, he has his business, his personal business that he doesn't want to share with you. I'm like, mm, I can't be married to somebody that has, you know, their little secrets in their own life. And and here I gave you a child and you're still acting like we're roommates and all that. Mm. So now we're three kids in because you, I guess I'm assuming ultimately you didn't have the baby for the first. No. Okay. So now we're three kids in, mm-hmm. two husbands in. Three? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We got the worst type of niggas, okay? <laughs> Second one, he just was an adult. He wasn't an adult. He didn't know he didn't know what marriage was. Exactly. That's what it sounds like to me. He was right. the youngest um, child. He was home the longest. You know, first child oh, at what forty yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. He wanted to take care of him, child. Yes. Like I remember one time he came home from work and he was like, you didn't cook. And I was like, it's leftovers in there. He was like, I don't eat leftovers. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was talking to his mother. She was like, well, he used to eat leftovers over here. I said, well, I guess he think over here I'm supposed to cook a hot meal for him every day. Well, there's some cereal in there as well. <laughs> no. <laughs> or eat an air sandwich. You take two slices of bread. <laughs> Blow up between them real quick. That's what my daddy used to tell us. If you think you're going to be hungry, eat an air sandwich and some water and go to sleep. Nigga, what? That's why I'm confused about these bitches online talking about they getting up 3 o'clock. And my man want a meal 2 o'clock in the morning. Listen, you might wake me up for some quick sex from the side, but you better not wake me up to cook no goddamn scramble egg. Nigga, unless we both drunk coming in from the club together. Now, if I didn't work, okay. Now, it depends. Yeah, if I don't have to work. If I I didn't have to work and he didn't, you know, check all I spent and I didn't have to say, listen, I want these new shoes. And if if it it was the, the, the marriage I wanted, I wouldn't mind. But if I'm working, take cooking, cleaning, doing everything, and you think you're supposed to go to work, I take out the trash as well. Like you just go to work and come home, go to work and come home. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. You tripping. Yeah. yeah. I get to work for you, the kid, the house. Cause you just to go, you go to work and work for the white man and come home and, and come home. The king. Nah, and you go right to the kitchen and you're like, where's my, where's my dinner? You could have bought the dinner at home when you was on your way home. Sorry. Right. No, I agree. Mm-mm. Now, let's not get twisted because I don't want the people listening to be like, oh, no wonder she had that many husbands. No, I cook. I'm just not cooking every day. <laughs> I'm not doing it all by myself. Right. He could cook some days. Or or get takeout. How to cook. Yeah, if he right. can't cook, outsource. you know, outsource. Mm-hmm. You have your night off tonight, honey. I'll bring dinner home. We'll, we'll order what you want, whatever. DoorDash. Wait. He didn't even got to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have DoorDash back then. Girl, how old are you? <laughs> I'll be 49. I'll be 49 in January. You're so stupid. <laughs> they had DoorDash. We was rigging the Dick and Jane and cooking by the candlelight. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that damn old now? Where's that damn old? (laughs) That's not you carrying buckets of water from the well. (laughs) No, they still they still do that. 
today depend on where they live at now. Right, you're right. right. You're right. I wear mine so well water because we don't know what the hell is in the current water. Okay? Exactly. You know, <laughs> drying out your damn hair and whatnot. So, so yeah, then then I I saw at that time I was like, you know what? I'm a single mom with three kids. I want something different. I want some something better. So then I moved to Charlotte. Mm. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I went from the frying pan into, into the, the fire. fire. Yeah, mm. so I got to Charlotte and I got settled. I started dating and I met a the person guy. I am married to now. So at the time, I met him. We go through our thing. Uh, we date. We live together. We go through some infer some um, infidelity issues. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of your ass. I'm out of here. Packed up, moved back to Baltimore, had a good time for two and a half years dating and, and being single again and, you know, getting back into the groove of my people and being around my friends and my family again. And then he comes back and he's like, I've missed you so much. I, I realized what I had when I lost you. I just, I, I've changed. I want to do better. I want to provide for you, all this and all that. So I said, okay, cool. We start dating again, and we get engaged, we get married. Not long after we got married, these little signs come back. And I'm like, I know after being a part all this time, you don't come back to do the same shit you did when I left you the last right. time. So no, 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 I just flirt. This just flirt. I'd never cheat on you. I'll never cheat on you. Okay. Fine, we move forward, we buy a house in York, Pennsylvania, get a dog, all the house stuff, you know, white picket fence, all that good stuff. And then in March, I see a document in his email and drafts, and it's from an attorney's office, and it said, you know, hey, Mr. Such and Such, we're the attorney for Mrs. Such and Such. And we need this paperwork filled out to send to the judge to sign with the, the divorce decree. I'm like, the divorce decree? Like, why are they sending him this? Now, mind you, at this time, I've known this man for eight years. I'm like, why are they sending him paperwork for divorce decree years later? So I look at this, it listed the date of marriage and the date of divorce. And at the time I read it, I was like, okay, it didn't click. It didn't register in the brain because, you know, sometimes your eyes and your brain are not on the same page. So I go about my day and then later on, I'm in a shower where I do my best thinking and I play out my day in my mind. And then something said, bitch, did you pay attention? <laughs> <laughs> right? Are you not? You're not paying attention, girl. So I hurry up. I'm like, oh my god, I don't, I don't think I saw what I think I saw. And I took my shower because I downloaded the document to my phone. So when I got the shower, I looked it up, and sure enough, it said this man got divorced. His divorce was final two months after we got married. But the kicker and the killer for me was I've known you all this time. I referred to her as your ex-wife. When I talk to you about her or anyone, and I mention, oh, your ex-wife, your ex-wife, not once did this man correct me and say, well, I'm still married. You allowed me, because we didn't go to the courthouse and get married. We had a wedding at midnight on New Year's Eve in winter, dressed in black. The, the guests wore black gowns and tucks and, you know, came out of their lit. house. 
it was very lit for a very good party technically what it turned out to be because you can't call it a wedding reception because you can't be married to two people at the same time well in mm, some states right. you can be right and yeah it was like you know how it's and we as women when i found out my first thought was embarrassment like you feel like how did i let this nigga do this to me to me again like i gave you the chance to do this to me again so basically i didn't learn anything the first go around so i self-isolated like my, i stopped hanging out with my friends i stopped going anywhere i would you know every now and then i would have people at my house and have brunch and all that with my friends i stopped doing all that they would check on me and then you know you're like oh i'm good girl how you doing when you're not i fell into this depression mm -hmm. And my therapist was like, you need to get that out, get it out, out your mind and get it on paper. And one day I said, you know, I'm going to write a book. And funny thing is, I was talking to one of his sisters and, and I said, I should profit off my pain. I can't believe he put me through all this. And she said, you should. You should Absolutely. write a book and profit off of it. And I said, you know what, girl, I am. Thanks for the encouragement. Mm -hmm. It was just your brother, but thanks for the encouragement. Sis, that's a good <laughs> <Right>? sister. <laughs> And I wrote my book right. in 30 days off of pure wow. emotion. And you said that's who you're married to still right now. Mm -hmm. Are y'all like actively together? So how do we live in the same house? So this Where is he at right now? At work. <laughs> <laughs> at work. And this is the thing. So you say you live in the same house, but are, so y'all amicable? Or what? What is it like? Because I'm he has his, you know, he's moved into the guest room. Although that's not where he wants to be, but that's where he he is permanently. The house is on the market, so I'm trying to sell, you know, sell the house so I can move back to the south. Um, I'm gonna be a first time glammy. My daughter's pregnant, so thank Congrats. you. And to me, it's like the rainbow at the end of a storm. It's a chance of a new life starting over. Of course, I didn't want to do it at this age, but things happen for a reason. And I believe that maybe God put all this on me to deliver a message to other women that there's no shame in loving the wrong person. It's not your fault. You love who you love and they love how they love. And if they don't Absolutely. love you properly, you have to weather that storm and get through it and heal from it, learn from it. And at the end of that storm, it's going to be a beautiful rainbow. You can start over and find love again. And I think when you get to a particular age, you're like, man, because that's how I feel. I'm like, I don't want to be in my 50s dating. Not like the options. And I'm not going to say, you know, there's pee in the dating pool. It's a little cloudy. It's a little unsavory. You don't, because I know how it was when I was dating before I got married. And to go back to that, it's a little, but I'd rather be by myself and have peace than dating these men that find you in peace and leave you in Ooh, pieces. Let's talk about it, okay? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they swear all they want is peace from a woman, but these niggas is not peaceful. Right, and that's the thing. <laughs> you, you want what you're not giving. And I, exactly. I felt like that was the relationship. Oh, he wanted all these things, but you're not giving the basics, which is trust, 
um, loyalty, integrity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, integrity. And yes, because how can you mm-hmm. just get married to someone, but then you're out here with whomever that you're meeting wherever, doing whatever. And then you come home to your wife, you kiss them all in the mouth and you hug them. The kids too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I should wash your mouth out with bleach at this point. You're nasty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you marry again? I would, but I am definitely more cautious. Um, And I think there were some red flags that I didn't pay attention to, but I will definitely, because sometimes we get in our own way. And what may be a red flag may not really be a red flag. Like I would, <laughs> I would go on a date, and if I didn't like his shoes, I wasn't, I wasn't dating him again. Subtle, stupid yeah, like, red flag. You know how you would? I don't like how this nigga chew. I'm out. <laughs> Why are you breathing like that? Yeah. <laughs> Why he got his t-shirt tucked in? I think I'm starting to be like that. T-shirt. I think I'm. Start, <laughs> I like I'm starting to be like that. Like, cause normally I'll be stay. I'll stay in a relationship so damn long for no fucking reason. Now I be getting out soon and early. Yeah, cause you don't have the older <laughs> you get, you don't have that time to. Wait. I don't have that time to keep wasting. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to to mm-hmm. overlook things, and, and then you have to convince convince yourself, like, okay, is this that bad? Can I put up with that? Can I deal with that? Like you're adjusting your wants and needs for someone else. And ultimately five years from now, the same things that you overlooked that were okay are now getting on your goddamn nerves. So saying that, speaking of that, let me ask you this. So he was legally married to someone else and didn't get divorced till two months after you were married. But were you happy outside of that? No, No. because here's the truth. If I was happy outside of that, we could have worked through that. I would have told him, okay, let's just get a little secret ceremony and get married and no one will know but us. But when I looked at everything that I went through in the just the year from January of 2022 till when I found out, I'm like, look at all the shit you you did. So this is like new, y'all. This is new. New. Got married last year. New year. January. Took him on a trip for his birthday in April. Came back from the trip. I'm like, ah, you know how we had those intuitions. Something's wrong. Something's not right. Look at his phone. He's all chit-chatting with some two women. And I'm like, this is this isn't an appropriate conversation. And then you know it's not appropriate when you only talk to them when you're not home. If they call you when you're home, you don't answer. Like, these are all signs to me that something's just not right here. But then you're being told, oh, they're just friends. They're just friends. No, I know what just a friend is. And I know how just friends talk to each other. And this ain't it. And one lady lives in Charlotte. Oh, shit. And I text her. I said, bitch, no, so- I'm about to see you for alienation of affection. If I see your number. You could do that. And you don't, yeah, you can definitely see as long as one person lives there. I didn't have to live there, neither did he, but she did. She was like, Well, you you and your husband lose my number. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll lose your number. You better lose I bet. his number. I bet. She, I bet that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me ask you this. 
before you married him, was it ever in, any inkling like, Ugh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe he's not the one. Maybe I'm making a mistake again. Like, did you feel any of that before you said yes, I do? It was 50-50. Half of me was like, you sure you want to do this? Maybe this isn't the person you're supposed to marry. But then the other half of me said, well, why would God put y'all back together if you're not supposed to be with this person? So it was like half and half. And like, who do you listen to? Who's stronger? Who has more of a word? And then I had, I realized after the fact, like, you know, was that even God that put us back together? It could have been mm -hmm. something or someone else. And you want to believe, oh, we're, we're destined to be together. God brought us back together. No. That the Lord probably was saying, "Girl, don't do it." But you're you're taking messages and you're turning you them into that. what you want them to believe. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Yeah, God is in yeah. you. You did that. <laughs> I did that. He said all the right things, and I was like, "Okay, maybe he did learn his right. lesson." And you wanna you wanna give people mm -hmm. the benefit of the doubt. You wanna give them a second chance. And I wanted to believe that you know, at a certain age, you want better for your life. You don't mm -hmm. want to keep doing the same old dumb shit year after year after year. And you look back, you're in your 60s, you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. No one comes to visit you. No one call you. Your kids can't stand you because you're a piece of shit. Like at some point in time, do, what, when do you want better for your life? Right. I guess never. Right. When they're like in their 70s in a wheelchair, they need somebody to wipe their ass. Mm -hmm. But it won't be me. Has anybody reached out to you about being in a book? Like, why are you putting me She in living there? with one <laughs> right now. She living with the name. That's why I want to know. Now you're because... doing a show while he at work. <laughs> that nigga like, you trolling me in real life. Like, I'm sick of your ass already, but uh, you better make sure that paperwork right for when, when y'all get that divorce. He fuck around to get some money off that book. <laughs> oh, he won't. I already asked an attorney. I say, said, you know, if, if y'all live separate and y'all are living as separated, he can't get anything from the point of when y'all alienated each other. So I'm like, okay, you saying you're living quarters? And I'll say, in mind, don't try to tiptoe over here. There won't be none of that. That's what I was about to ask. You don't ever sneak and get a little pound town no. action every now and Because I don't know where that's been. <laughs> Damn. I don't know where that's been, so I don't want it. When you Damn. get to community services <laughs> and you're delivering dick, I don't want none of it. Mm -mm. Yeah. Actually, if you no. want a part-time job, we got Uber what? at We Talk Back. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a dick off. Like Uber Meets. That's our company. <laughs> Ask that look, because obviously he got bomb shit, right? Because y'all were dating and he was married at that time, too, if it was a whole eight-year marriage, right? Or however long it was. You said he was gone for eight years and then came back into your life together i've known him for eight years okay total he married he stayed married to her for so long and she gets half his pension girl shut up kept her on his because he's retired from the military so he kept oh, her on his benefits um yeah found out he later he was paying her cell phone bill but try to say he forgot she was on his plane all this nonsense and now she gets half of his and I think how she worked it, I mean, she she's a smart lady. She was selling her house, which he never lived in, but helped her buy. And I, I, I guess the deal was, I'm going to sell my house 
I'm not giving you anything from it. And I'll go ahead and give you your divorce because I know you're getting married. Wow. And then mm. here come paperwork. She wants half your pension. So she sold her house, kept that profit, and she's getting half your pension. No, okay. How long ago yeah. were they actively like together? Oh, it's been years. Um, he's never went to like, because she lives in Texas. So he's never like went to visit her. He never disappeared and was gone off to Texas somewhere. And I'm like, what are you doing there? It was, I don't even think she really could stand him. She never mm -hmm. called. It was never a situation of she called late at night and they're talking and I see her number every now and then. No, they rarely talked um, because their kids were grown. And they're late tw mid to late twenties, so they they she was never so they just never got a divorce basically because I mean a lot yeah. of black people live like that. Like mm -hmm. my mom didn't divorce my dad until maybe the month before she married my stepdad. Yeah, <laughs> like they and that's because she was like, "Look, I, I got to divorce you because I'm marrying somebody else." Right, but he should have he done it. He did, he it overlapped basically, and then he didn't initiate the divorce with her. Which, if you wanted it that bad, you could have. You mm -hmm. had time to do mm -hmm. it. She filed for the divorce. So if she if she's never filed for the divorce, I'm even wondering. Although we got married, if she never filed for the divorce, would he would he even had said anything? Because we were engaged before when we lived in Charlotte. We were engaged two times, and then for cheating, I was like, no, I'm not marrying you, and I left, so for you to come back and like, let's get married, I would think common sense would tell you, you should have taken care of that situation when you had the chance, the first couple times so that we got engaged. <laughs> you was engaged to that man more than once, three times you was engaged to him? Oh, three times? Child, now see, now you got to take some accountability, bitch. Because... I did, because remember I said now, we were engaged. <laughs> cheated <laughs> i left him i was doing my thing back home having a good time running with my girls my homeboys meeting dating all that and then he came back and was like i've changed i realized what i've lost i was miserable without you come to find out he wasn't really that miserable because he was out here dropping it low and spreading it wide knew why <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of the pictures of the chicks, and I'm like, even meet these people. I mean, I I, I figured out now how he met them, because it was some people you plenty of like, fish or something like that. Worse than that, back page. It don't get no worse than back page. I don't even can can we legally even say the name? I ain't trying to look. I ain't trying to get sued now. Yeah, say it. Have y'all ever heard of Esco? No. no. Who runs that? I'm jealous. I wish I came up with that. <laughs> yeah, because they trust me, baby. They, they get paid over money. there. AJ, start yeah. escort crocodile. <laughs> for men, because this this is just women. So start that for, for, for women that's looking for male company at night, mm -hmm. you know, come over, do business, and go on about your business. So, yeah, basically, that's what it is. An online... Um, Ladies of the legal? night. It's like ordering pizza. I guess you ordering pussy. I don't Uber know. Meets. Same thing. That's what we're trying to create. This is yeah. wild to me. So that that yeah. is scary. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like he's having intimate relationships with people he's known for a long time like you, right? Right. It's random random bitches off the internet. 
off the internet. That's like scary. Here. He's high and, risk for sure. Yes. And people, yeah. um, after they've read the book, they're like, well, do you think he has a problem? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Does he because think he has a problem? Shit. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Because he, he, we know he got a problem. Mm-hmm. He, he. Anytime you type in me. alligator for pussy, you got a problem. <laughs> you got a problem, sir. <laughs> Anytime you have to spend money, he got a lot know. of disposable income. Tell him we trying to open a studio, okay? <laughs> you know, because he's not but, only cheating; like he paying for pussy. That is a whole different level of cheating for me. I might can deal with the cheating if you ain't taking care of bitches. But most men pay in some type of way. But you, some type of way that I'd rather you take me out to to dinner or, or on a trip and you pay for it that way. But just to order it for like fifty dollars and you know and and what is the quality of that coochie? That is not quality <laughs> coochie for fifty dollars. Forty dollar coochie is not quality. Okay, that's d- definitely discount. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's I need that website because the rates would definitely be basement. higher. <laughs> Yeah, those girls are probably on drugs and all kind of stuff. They, they don't have no self worth. They look like it, cause you know he he's had he'll he's had pictures in his phone, a little video here there. I guess you know if you're paying for it, they let you record them or whatever. And I'm like, where did you meet these people? Did you Just, see a condom in the video? No. Oh my! It may have con- it may have surfaced later, but at the at the point of the, these videos, um, yeah, she may have put it on with her mouth later, but at that moment, no, yeah. This is a bit much. I'm scared. Man. Imagine I'm scared. living living it, and you finding these things as you go, and it's like one thing after another after another, and you're like, it's the shock of it all for me as well. Like I, we bought a house. Like I thought we were gonna have this life. And come to find out, you are a fucking devil in disguise. Like, I feel hoodwinked. You bamboozled me for months. And now that, you know, I wrote a book and people are finding out now you want to be the embarrassed one. You, you're, you're, you're worried about how people are going to think about you, what they're going to say. And, and, and now you're concerned with your kids finding out. But you weren't, no, none of that was a concern when you was out here you know, fucking in your car or going to some trick's house and none of that. Well, whole house, because he the trick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for no, me, just being... Ex- so for me, like, being able to just talk mm-hmm. about my bullshit with people, like, that is, like, how I get relief from stupid bitch shit, right? But, like, writing a book, like, how was it for you to have to relive these things? Or, you know, was it therapeutic? To get it out i thought it would be therapeutic to get it out but when you sit because it actually started like i started with my childhood because i was like maybe i don't know if y'all know um any west indian have any west indian friends and you know their parents raised them a little stern we're mm-hmm. raised a little different you're from barbados and, right yes yes mm-hmm. and i don't know if having being raised away and being raised in the household I was raised in if that played a part in looking for the love that you see on TV like you know he's not a good example to use these days but like the Cliff Huxtable you know with Claire and their loving relationship mm-hmm. and, and dancing and then listening to music and you know raising kids together you want that when you don't have it 
And so the book starts with that, like, you know, childhood and a little bit of dating in school, and then it goes into the adult relationship. So when you have to sit and think about things that sometimes your brain wants you to forget, it, it can get a little traumatic. And then at one point in time when I was writing it, when I got to, to this situation, I even said to myself, like, you were dumb as shit. You put up with, you let that man do more than he should have. You gave mm-hmm. him entirely too much mm-hmm. grace and you forgave entirely too much. And I, and I even told him, I said, I think I forgave you so much that you just didn't know how to stop. It's like a kid. You keep giving them candy. They're going to keep eating it. That's why you got to beat their ass the first time. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I thought when I beat his ass the first time and left him that he, (laughs) he learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. I mean, and, 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 and and actually literally like I, I put fist to face with him. Um, one morning because I read some text between him and a co-worker and one thing if you're going to cheat and, and, and talk to chicks and even talk to chicks that work that's one thing but when you talk bad about me not he pillow so talking with the side bitches yeah like, okay at what point loyalty? do we hold at what point do we hold <laughs> other women accountable because I know they know he was married you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. and then like if you know this nigga only calling you remember we did the live show Tammy right and the girl in the front row and she was talking that your homegirl looked this man up and found out he was married, right? What was going on in both you and your homegirl's mind to even make y'all start snooping about this man? It had to have been something. He's calling mm-hmm. you in the car. You only talk to him certain hours. Women right. be fucking knowing. And that's why I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. y'all don't have no empathy for you. I don't have right. no empathy for women because women, we know, we know when a nigga fucked up and you continue on. So, yes, and you ain't never been to the house. Exactly. The home record is the motherfucker that's in the home. But bitch, you have some accountability in this, too, because, you know, that man is married and in a relationship with somebody else. But Mm -hmm. women always willing to compete like they think that their pussy is gold. Yeah, it's just attached to somebody else. That's all. And they want to listen to when they when the man like I'm not happy with her. She don't do this. You know, you know, back in the day, the thing was, well, I'm staying for the kids. Um, your kids are 30 and 40. You who are you stand for? <laughs> <laughs> who are you stand for? And then you have I have friends that parents married forty years and now they're getting a divorce because they looking at each other now and they're like, I don't even like you. And they I don't like you either, bitch. <laughs> so now they breaking up, they separating, like, yeah. I, I I just feel like some some people they want to believe that they're better than you. So they believe when he's telling you, I don't want mm-hmm. shit, shit. I'm not sexually. That's what he told a girl. I'm not sexually attracted to her. Nah, blah, if you're blah, talking blah. shit about your ex, I'm not fucking with you. Because you're yeah. the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, I don't know how women let themselves go. I don't know. Let themselves go, baby. Have you seen me? I know, because you look gorgeous. Okay, let's ve- <laughs> be very clear. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, people beautiful. ask me often, like, how in the fuck did he cheat on you? Like, I don't know, right? That's why. Yeah, I it don't never have girl. anything mm-hmm. to do with looks. I got a friend of mine, like, anytime she gets into some shit with a nigga, she always, like, um, like, you should have seen this bitch. She don't look nothing like me, but it don't have nothing to do with looks. Like, you comparing looks, and like, you down mm-hmm. to yeah. this other woman, when really, it's your nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, it's him. You comparing yourself to this right. other woman. 
I feel like some people, not even just men or women, some some people both, they um they're so hard on themselves. They're in their the way they look in their bodies and all that that they can't believe that this person wants them. So they, it's like they mess up on purpose just to see maybe if this person really is gonna stay. Are they gonna leave? And if you leave them, then it's like, I knew you didn't really love me. Self-sabotage. Yes. And I, I believe some mm-hmm. people don't know how to live outside of uh, being toxic. Like they have to have it somewhere in their life or something's just not right. I agree. Yeah, we talk and, about that. That's six love mm-hmm. language, toxicity. Some people thrive yes. in it. They thrive in it. They, they want to stay in it. They don't know how to get out of it when you try to help them get out of it. Now you're the problem. Mm. I just want to get back to the South and, and watch my little, my, my grandbaby grow and, and have my little grandbaby and have peace and date, start dating again. Cautiously. <laughs> I know that's right. Oh. Now, now we have a uh, segment called Dumb, Dumb Bitch Story, right? Well, you tell a story, but I don't know if you even need to tell one after this year. <laughs> this is a dumb bitch episode. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Look, let me go into the archive and take one because it's, yeah. Yeah, tell us a time where you're the dumbest bitch. <laughs> like a particular well, give us situation. A All right, hold on. We're going to go to okay. commercial. So I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. And we're okay. going to go to commercial. And you tell us when we come back. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Dumb bitch stories. You're so dumb. Because we've all been a dumb bitch at least once or twice. Okay, so y'all can tell me if this is good enough or not. So we, we moved into a house. We weren't getting along. And one day when he went to take a shower because he worked at night, I unlocked, he had two vehicles. I unlocked the one that he would leave at home you know how you have your runaround car and then you have your, your going out car. So he would take his little runaround car to work and leave his going out car. So he will, but he kept his keys on him. One night I unlocked the doors while he was in the shower, put the key back, waited until he left and went through his car and found a condom. And I sent him a picture of him and was like, um, you, you know, have running around here, you got with doing whatever. Why would you need a condom? We don't use them. And he gonna tell me whatever you found in my car you put there. That was first thing. And then try to tell me, um, well, I bought it on purpose so that you could see it. And then I was like, So you bought one condom. So they sell one one condom. Yeah, I bought one. I said, That ain't a Lucy. It ain't a loose cigarette. You <laughs> it right. ain't a Lucy, a Lucy cigarette. You can't buy one condom. I said, okay. And stayed with him even after finding the condom in his car. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't oh long God. after that, though, that I did leave him, but I stayed even after finding that. Like, I've never found a chick in his house or anything like that because at some point in time, we did live separately a couple of times. Mm. Never went over there and there was a chick over there, but yep, found a condom, a, a one condom. The first time I found out he cheated on me, he came home from going out of town with the box, came back, and I said, what? And then try to tell me, 
I'm holding them for a friend, nigga. You are. <laughs> That's always a lie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how do you hold condoms for oh a friend at 46, 47? I said, so what friend is more important to you than your relationship? Because there's one missing. He's the like box condom is vending open. machine. <laughs> well, at least he's using them. And why do you need to hold it for him? Why he can't hold his own? I got them for my friends. That's why you need to hold them for him. Why that excuse even came out your mouth? Like, do you know how dumb you sound right now? You're holding condoms for a friend, but you have a girlfriend you live with. So yeah, those were both. um, They were. They're probably more, but those were finding the condoms part is real dumb as shit. Like, girl, shame. Um, this was not that long ago. This might have been earlier this year, child. The guy who I was dating came home, and we I was at his house, and we were about to go out to eat. But he had, like, un, not unpacked his bag from being out. Big dumb box full of condoms in that fucking suitcase. <laughs> and I just, look, I, like, I ain't even seen it. But, yeah, like, no, nah, like, nigga, you was out, time, out of town smashing a lot. Open Did box of condoms. Did you see how many were missing? Nah, mm-hmm. I didn't even say nothing about it until months later, because, you know, listen. Just in case you catch me on some whole shit, I ain't saying nothing yeah. about your whole shit. <laughs> Cause y'all wasn't like together together, no. right? Uh uh-uh. uh. But still, yeah, we so. definitely was having sex without a condom. So I'm just happy to see him fucking somebody else with one. With one, yeah. So I was just tripping for real. I would make him use them with me too. Look, stab that shock the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, um, you have any condoms? That stopped them right in in mid motion. Like, what? Pull one of those out that box in your you suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, they be like, I don't have you. Yo, well, you got like wild. forty in your, in that box over there. I want to know what are you doing now to heal? Because I asked you about the book. You said that really wasn't um, how uh, it wasn't really that therapeutic for you. You know, having to relive the thing. So, what are some of the things you're doing to heal? So our listeners will know because I'm pretty. You're not the only person that went through all this dumb bitch shit. We we've been to, through mm-hmm. it too. Not as extensive, but we've been there. <laughs> to sit and first I had to figure out what I wanted um, because unfortunately some people that go through these things they don't some of them don't want or don't know how to, to get out of it and not not just mm-hmm. physically or financially emotionally and mentally because you're like you're thinking about what's next what's out there well if I leave him then what and then you start sadly enough thinking about well I don't want him to be with someone else now I didn't think that I was like please let him be with somebody else because she's gonna be miserable as fuck but for me it was how do you move on like how do you put the pieces together what do you do now we had a dog we have a house my daughter this was her first um year out here as far as the school um and she had behavioral issues and problems in school and I wanted to offer her the stability of going to like the same school and not different schools every year like she's been doing so then I'm like damn like like how, what what do I do um and what I was like you know what I can't live unhappy when he's not home you're wondering who he's with what he's doing how long he gonna be there if he comes home two hours after he left, you're like, oh, he must have been with somebody else. He leaves out with, the, you know, cologne smelling good and his clothes on. You're like, oh, okay, so you still out here leave, living your life. I can't live like that. So even if it means starting over and you're alone for a little bit, I'd rather have that than 
my mind betraying me and thinking things and you know your your mind can turn against you when you're you're mm-hmm. already in a state and you're thinking about what someone else is doing what they could be doing like you are are capable of breaking yourself apart the other person did what they they did but the after effect of it is on you so i had to start thinking about myself when my daughter, when I found out my daughter was pregnant, and it's funny because I found out from Amazon because she ordered some prenatal pills and they sent the notification that they were having trouble making her delivery. And I called her like, is there something you want to tell me? And she was like, why are you asking me that? I said, because Amazon's trying to get you your prenatal pills and they can't get them to you. Um, You're pregnant, girl? And she was like, she started laughing and I may be and she went into all that. So I'm like, oh, this is definitely the sign I needed that something better is coming. I didn't want to sell my house. That wasn't in the plan. And I, I had to tell myself with that as well, like sometimes your plans aren't your plans. They're not the plans God has for you. And when this happened, I felt, you know, a little shake in the earth because I'm like, well, how, what do I do? How do I move on? And I I prayed and I I said to God, you must have a purpose for me. I'm going to keep pushing on until that purpose is revealed. I put my house on the market, called my my real estate agent, like, look, how can I, how much can we get for this house? She came over, she's looking around. She's like, you sure you want to sell it? I'm like, I don't have a choice. I, I need all ties cut. I talked to different attorneys. Maryland law, Pennsylvania law, totally different. Pennsylvania considers us married, so I have to file for divorce here. Maryland considers us and considers it bigamy, so I will have I can file for an annulment and they'll avoid the marriage. It's a whole mess. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sell this house, and then we won't have property in Pennsylvania, and then I can file for my annulment in in um Maryland. I've so I've repurposed the plan. I changed it, and I. And the plan is probably only for like this month and this month, this month, because sometimes we make a plan for four, five, six years. You ever meet someone there like, what's your plan for the next five years? It's okay not to have one. Oh, my homegirl just asked me that the other day. And I was like, girl, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Five years is just, you know. Yeah, a lot can happen. <laughs> COVID is worry about the present. Yeah. Let's worry about today and tomorrow and the, and the weekends and let's 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 tackle that. So right. once I you know revamped the plan, um, I started to feel better. And every day is not a good day. Some days my mind reminds me of the dumb shit the, and, and and where I am and how I got here. Um, but when you know I stopped trying to to plan everything and make everything go my way or or stop trying to figure out how I just got go. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. when when you just let it go, it's like a calm comes and you're like, okay, this is what I need to do. You're down for a little bit. You're crying. You're depressed. I can't go on. I don't want to live. All that stuff comes into play. But at some point in time, you got to like, look, you've cried. You've been sad. You've been depressed. What are you going to do now? You you have to get up and you have to do something. And my something was okay, house on the market, get a profit from that, move back to the South, help my daughter with my first grandbaby, 
maybe open a couple businesses. I have my aesthetics license, maybe get back into that. I'll work. I can retire in January. Like a lot of things I'm preparing for that don't include him. Period. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all cop the book. Okay. How I married a bigamist. Hey, there it goes, (laughs) y'all. It's going to be New York Times bestseller. Yeah, from your lips to God's ear. Where can you find the book? Tell them where they can find your book at. So you can order my book on my website, thecreativeballsgirl.com. Traditional spelling of all the words. Um, no Y and girl, just thecreativeballsgirl.com. <laughs> All, All right. right. Wait, hold on. Let our, let our listeners know wherever they can reach you at Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Yes. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. The Creative Ball Girl is my my username on all of them. Follow me on TikTok because I hear TikTok is a thing now and I need them TikTok checks, honey. <laughs> I need them, 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 them thousands, honey. So follow me on TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to start hopefully doing content. People say, girl, you got to get the people some content, get some followers. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I got some, <laughs> you know, doing my little content calendar and stuff. And yeah, trying to get in some bookstores, some local Black-owned bookstores, do some book tours. Um, you know, I mean, y'all probably see me walking around Charlotte. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. <laughs> yeah, okay. I have arrived. I'm back, darling. Period. <laughs> I love it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much, Sean, for You're joining me. Thank back, girl. you. That was great. That was great. All right, y'all listening. So if you enjoyed this episode and all the dumb bitch shit, y'all tune in every Thursday <laughs> on the iHeartRadio app, wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0. Y'all follow me now if you won't get on. What's up, Tam? Y'all, it's official Tam Bam. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Remember to speak now. And never hold them niggas. Oh, great. Okay, girl, get the fuck up out of there early and soon. Y'all have a good day. God Better bless you. Later. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.